and it just popped up on mine. So we're recording okay. in the iCloud. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, because I know he's dying to know, I'm going to go ahead and text him and say, we are recording the cloud and starting. Cool. He won't worry. We are recording to and the cloud. He is right. in Atlanta. I, that's what I'm understanding right now. He's in Atlanta and he has to be tired because they left oh, yeah. a long time ago, like before we were awake and he's, yeah. he's back in so our country. I have flown that uh, at least 12 times. I know I used to know the flights by hat, but he f- probably flew out of Frankfurt or Hamburg. I usually fly out of Stuttgart. And when you get to Atlanta, the first thing you want is a cold beer and a hamburger. Does it seem like it just takes forever? Oh, and and it's but you but there's always a layover. You give yourself a decent layover in Atlanta when you're coming back from Germany, and then it's only an hour and a half hour home. But it's mm-hmm. like forever because then it's the six hour uh, bush that you got. Mm. He they started early, huh? Yeah. Um. I let's see. I think. I think it was like very early in the morning because he would, I think that's why he was trying to go to sleep early last night. Yeah. So I'm guessing they left like six or seven is what I'm guessing, which would be like one, like would they be like five, four or five o'clock morning our time? Yeah. Yeah. They're traveling then, all day. And they're still going. With the two yeah. kids too. The I heard the boys. kids in the background when I talk, when I called him. <laughs> I think he's probably going to go hide in the shop when he gets home and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Mr. Bent is a big time Delta flyer now. So they're in the lounge yes. in Atlanta. Oh yeah, that's true. That does it, help. That does make a difference. I mean, yeah, that does. I flew when I flew from Ireland, I was in the Delta lounge in LaGuardia. And it's the first time I was in there and it, it was hard to find a seat. There were four of us, but it was hard to find a seat. Uh, because it was so packed, and that was last that was last fall. And you remember when they had all the delays and everything, mm-hmm. so they would automatically say, "Oh, oh we're sorry for the delay. Can you, you want to go to the Delta Lounge?" So there's a lot of people who weren't, you know, medallion oh. or whatever, or diamond or whatever, oh. and they yeah. were in there, and they they were coming up the thing with their vouchers. I don't think they've ever been in a lounge before. Right, and I've never seen that uh, uh, a lounge that packed. It's crazy. Yeah, that's. I guess to them, they're seeing people, they're kind of giving them a taste of what they, giving them a reason to want to upgrade and do that. But yep. it's not fair to the people that are already members because yep. it's, yeah, it's kind of like the timeshare yep. factor. You got people yep. that bought the nice rooms at the condos and you've got people coming for the free trips. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're eating exactly. all the snacks. <laughs> yeah. Free snacks. Yeah. Hey, I could get, a, I could get a, a VCR if I sign up for this. Yes. Oh man! I was when I first moved to Fort Lauderdale. I had no idea what a timeshare was, and I was walking down the strip first night, and everybody goes, "Hey, you want a free VCR? Come over here." <laughs> I went, "What the hell is that?" I said, "No, you know, I was I wasn't that naive." And then I found out because I had a few friends who were selling timeshares <laughs> that I got to know. Boy, that's a big deal down there on those condos. That were timeshare properties because they're so well maintained. Because they're for sale. Yep. And when they're for sale, they're keep they're keeping track of them and they're making sure they're nice. Yeah, so that's sure. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, quick one. What is this episode number ninety? I think we are in the nineties now. I'm wow. not for sure. 
Yeah, wow. it is. Yes, because 90 yesterday, my link said 90. Yes, it's Holy 90. Holy moly. I can't believe we've done 90. Hey, um, what was I going to mention? We're without dad tonight, huh? Yeah. The old I man's in Atlanta. Like, yeah, I felt like I felt a little nervous being the host on yeah. and doing all that, getting through all that. That's that's uh, and, you know, big props to um, Zoom for ultimate security. They yeah. really have made it hard to share an account. Because they really wanted Jason to be part of this. <laughs> I know. And it says down in the corner there, it says Jason Bent for people watching I, this. I had to become him to do oh this, which required two-factor authentication. It required login to his Gmail account. It is it is a big deal. And I, I guess what they're doing is maybe like the Netflix thing. They're making sure that corporations and groups aren't sharing a password. Oh, my but, God. Wow. This is going to lead into something of what I've been up to, too, because I've just gone through a few hours of verification codes. It was crazy. I'll, I'll say that in a few minutes. It was crazy, but uh, hopefully yeah, that, everything's going to be okay. That's frustrating. I'm glad they have the security, but it can be very frustrating. Um, you know, we, we tried to connect last night, and yeah. I was going back and forth with Jason in Germany with uh, codes popping up, and it was like, try again, and we were just, it was hard to sync up. Maybe that's why it was easier. He's in Atlanta now, so we were able to do that. But um, yeah, and, I'm glad to get that out of the way. Yeah, and he's not going to fall asleep on us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> big you know, deal. We missed... big, big deal. Was one o'clock in the morning. He yeah. should have stayed up. You know, we missed a week. It's our first week that we've missed since I joined the podcast, and yeah. I have to say, it has become part of my schedule because Tuesday last week came along. Wednesday and I felt like something was missing and I told Cameron I was like I did not have the podcast this week and I miss it I haven't I have things in my head that I like to update and keep your keep you know you all up to date what I didn't get to download those things and it, it was missing it was a missing part of my life it's weird isn't it I'll go on it the is. road I'll go on the road and I can't wait to back to come home to see the missus and the doggies in the house but man, I miss hanging out with you guys for an hour, hour and a half on Monday nights. It's just, it's kind of like know. catching up with your buddies, which we are. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's really cool. So I, I made me appreciate it more missing it last week for sure. Yeah, for sure. So it. you've done 20 episodes, haven't you? Is that how many already? I think so. Really? I think you joined us in the seventies or, or around 70. Wow. That's maybe that's what, well, how many weeks do they say it takes to make a habit? Was it like, it's like 12 or something like that. They say it. Uh, to make a habit or to get into the routine. I learned this when I was running. It's 21 days. You do have okay. to do something 21 days to make it a, a routine slash habit. Well, so I was thinking in weeks, maybe it takes me 20 weeks to get this as a habit, but I definitely, I felt the loss last week, not doing it. I felt it. Well, if we really think about this, you joined us. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look at what week this is on my outlook. Ronnie, this falls right into place. You have been doing it 20 weeks so because you came in at the end of January, I think. Mm. So th there you go. It's either 20 days in a row or maybe 20 weeks the same day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> because, because um, I just checked my outlook and this is week 24 in outlook. Well, there we go. So if it's a weekly wow. thing, it takes 20 weeks because it is wow. grained in my head. And I'm always telling Kelly because she's like planning dinner and I'm like tonight's podcast. She's like, I always forget. She goes, I feel like it's almost every other day. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> Sometimes I do. 
you know, no. Mondays come fast, you know. And then we throw in that Friday beers with the boys. And then starting yes. in July, we have uh, bourbon with the boys. Yeah. So that's a couple yes. more nights a month. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Love it when it's fun. Yeah. It's just, that's the name of the game. If it ain't fun, you can't, we shouldn't do it. And that's what it's I hard. like about this. I, I can't believe it's been 90 episodes. That's, I told Marianne that's tonight amazing. and she went, what? That's a lot. Yeah. But that's, it's, it's really, for me, it's good. nothing. It's just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. All right. So we'll leave it up to Jason to do a little intro of yeah. all our giveaways and yeah, sponsor. let's, let's, let's for the editor. Jason, <laughs> let's lay right here. We're going to leave his little spot here for him to do the, here it is, here we are, and here's what we're doing, and here's all the updates on the giveaways, and we're done. <laughs> Got so it. So now, that was a word from Jason. Yeah. Back to the podcast. <laughs> and maybe he can update us on how many new patrons we have. Yeah. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. All that kind of cool. stuff. Cool. Okay. So, so, so we'll say, the- we'll say, let's say, we'll say thank you, Jason, for <laughs> updating us on all the information and being a part of the podcast. <laughs> hey, I don't even know how we do this. So I think we're supposed to start with, hey, what you been up to, Ronnie? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Man, what have I been up to? Gosh, you know, I'll give, I'll give the biggest one that's just crazy, crazy. I had a last minute request. First off, we're going on vacation on Friday. So because of that, I have learned from all of my infinite wisdom. When you're going on vacation, especially on a Friday, you block that week off before where you're not stressed out. That way, the things you don't plan on, there's still going to be things that come up. You can take care of them, but don't plan a major project. So I've had that week blocked off. I had a, quote, opportunity come in mm-hmm. where a high-end customer said, hey, we have a need for 540 sheets of plywood to be cut down to a specific size. Is this something you'd be interested in? What? For the right amount of money? Yes, I am interested. And he was like, well, can you do that in just a few days? And I said, normally I would say no, but I have blocked off time, which I will be able to do it. Wow. That's how it started. This was on Thursday, Friday range. And the first problem was getting that much because lumber yards don't stock that much um, 540 sheets so we located it in indianapolis is where we located it and i have a guess who that might be i'm i think i know i think i have it on an email where it came from um it's hunt brothers was the was the maker of the plywood i believe it says hunt on it um but we i arranged well it was going to come back first wednesday through my local lumber yard and they said, that's not good enough. It needs to be sooner. So we called them back and they were going to bring it back on Tuesday. That still was not good enough for them. So we decided to get our own semi contracted out and go pick it up on Monday. So we picked it up from Indianapolis, from the lumberyard who sold it. And they never saw the product. It came straight back to us. We picked it up on mm-hmm. Monday. It arrived back in our town. And as soon as it arrived back, I got a call from the client who said, the thing that we were waiting for, the permanent panels have arrived. We don't need them anymore. Oh. <laughs> what? So, so I'm sitting there going, what? Are you serious? What? I had already done it in my head. I had already, I had already figured out. I'd already asked three people to help out. We were going to knock it out. We were going to cut those and just get them done, get them over there and everything. So I'm processing that, but 
here's the crazy part at this point right now, they're still paying for material, even though they don't want it. They're still paying for the labor that I was going to use. They're paying for the truck costs. They're paying for the only thing they're not paying for is a very small part of the job. It's it's, and we're still ironing that out, but it, it almost would have been cheaper for them to just not even tell me and just take, let me just do what I was going to do. I have a question. What are you going to do with all the plywood now? That's what, so what it's coming down to, are they going to take it? And if they do, my guess is they're going to probably donate it to like Habitat for Humanity, something along those lines. That's what I could see them doing. Um, Or they're going to tell us that they don't even want it. So we're, what I have already said though, because of my local lumber supplier, that's a big order. And I was not about to go make them jump through hoops over and over. And then all of a sudden say, oh, by the way, we don't want any more. And here's five times the amount you normally stock in this product. You know, that's, I did not want to do. So I told them returning, it's not an option. So they know that wow. um, they're like, they're like, even if we pay a restocking fee, I said, it's not even an option. I said, special order. It, it's not even, so I didn't even bring it up to them. Um, so okay. it's either going to end up on our side or it's going to end up on the customer side. But that's, that's just happened yesterday where they canceled. Today was supposed to be the day we cut all day. Holy and crap. it's, it's just, it was shocking. But, you know, it it brought up a whole nother thing I was telling my wife about when you're doing something like that in that big of a job, you do it in your head to the point of that you almost think, did I already do that job? Because you've thought out every single aspect of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I had thought it out down to the second. Um, Cameron even worked on it with me and we figured out exactly we were going to use two different track saws because we figured out it's faster to use track saws than the CNC. I would spend more time loading the sheets. Yep. Than I would just cutting it. It's just cutting out rectangles, basically. The rectangles were going to be 66 by 25. Think about the waste, the waste on that. Oh my God. I was just going to ask you there's a, there was going to be a ton of waste. There's a ton of waste. I told Kelly, we'll be able to floor our attic, floor uh, attics we don't even own. We'll be able to do Wow. (laughs) So that was going to be the waste. And, and, so there was, there was already gonna be a lot to deal with, but I'd already thought it out in my head so far. And it's just, it's, it was just crazy that they called and canceled. But the craziest thing about the entire project is they were only going to be in use for three days before the permanent composite panels came in. So in the very beginning, this project was all for three days of use. Three days. What? Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but I guess when they couldn't wait three days, they needed the panels for three days. Yep. And they couldn't wait even three additional days for it to come in. They had to get it in on Monday so we could do it on Tuesday. But the panels came in five days earlier than they were supposed to. So that's why they canceled. But when I say cancel, it sounds like they're still paying. And and what's, you know, what's crazy to me. And like my wife said, and Cameron even said too, he's like, well, dad, it's kind of like you're getting paid and not doing the job. I'm like, you know what? In my mind, I was so ready. I wanted to do the job. I was ready to knock that out. I mean, we had even a spare trailer was going to be there. We where we took it off from one straight onto the other. It was never even going into my shop. We we were going to be a, it was going to be sweet. I had the whole setup all ready to go. And so I basically did all the work for this. When you do the setup, you spend more time on setup and yeah. logistics oh, than yeah. you do the actual job. So in a way, Absolutely. I, did, I did the job. 
Um, the only thing they didn't cancel were the custom size panels, which are the hardest ones. And they were th sizes like 60 by 52. And um, I could have ordered cabinet, you know, 60 by 60 plywood, but they want it to be exactly half an inch. I mean, uh, uh, one inch. So I ordered two half inch pieces and I would have to kind of like slide them over and then put filler strips on each side because they were going in a little steel trays, basically. Mm -hmm. So we did, a, I, even, I even bought a new staple, a Senko staple gun because they wanted them screwed. But when you think about two half inch layers, how can you screw two half inch layers together? You're not no. going to get any threading on there. So instead I bought a, a three quarter inch staple. Uh, I have two of them, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take any chances. I want to get a new one. Yeah. And so I bought, a, I bought a new one for this job and um, it, it was just, I feel like mentally I did it and I feel like I, I feel like I failed on it, you know, even though yes. I didn't get to do it. Even though you're so basically getting paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm basically, I mean, it's a little less than what, well, I think it's like $8,000 less than what it would have been, but I still made a fair amount for doing, I almost say nothing except for using my brain, you know, but we have five full stacks of plywood sitting right now that we don't know what we're going to do with. I mean, this, this is the five, this is a semi load. It, it was an entire semi. You have 540. 560. 560. 560. Yeah, 560 sheets of plywood. Yeah. Three quarter three quarter inch? No, it's half. It's, it's half, half inch. inch. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Because it needed to be exactly an inch. So what they're putting in place after this, it's called a composite material. Almost looks like a dense foam with a plastic layer on the top and bottom. It's for walking on, and it was delayed. And that's what started this whole thing. And they didn't want to have the delay on that not being in place so that's a three-day delay they were trying to and oh yes goodness gracious yeah yep Holy so that's boy. where we are so that that encompassed a lot of what was supposed to be my easy week you know that's that's what yeah and then we went full circle so cameron i made the custom panels today and they're picking them up at my shop i don't even have to touch they're going over and um how many of those I'll custom just, panels did you do uh, today we did, um, like around, uh, 14 custom panels Wow, that are, they're all like, they're around like they're 60 inch to like 54 range. Most of them are, they're pretty good size. We used, um, tight bond and just, um, glued them together and use the staples. I mean, it's for <laughs> three days use. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how good do you have to make them? You know, it just feels weird even doing that, knowing that they're just going to be used for a few days. As as the composite panels come in, they're going to pull those and just scrap them. So that's none of we, none of this makes sense in my brain. I uh, know that a, yeah. a company can't wait three days. Yeah, the, uh, it's it is crazy, and I think it's all relative. It's hard in my brain to think of it on my scale, but on their scale, I think it didn't even matter. I mean, they even the client I talked to him, he was just like, "Oh, we'll pay you for the material. We'll pay you for your time. We'll pay you for everything you incurred." And I'm just thinking, but no, I wanted to do the job, you know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I wanted bragging rights. I wanted to, I wanted to do the job. Exactly. I mean, at the, at the same time, I would like to know who got the composite panel contract because I, I saw them when I was there, when we were going to measure and you can tell they were cut on CNC and they told me what they charged for those. And I don't see how they made money. I really don't. I think they undercut themselves on that because you know, I know what even like the um, Versatex, like PVC panels and those yeah. kind of, you know, for building right now, those yeah. are up to like 200 plus for a three quarter panel right now. 
and they didn't charge that much for these panels. So I'm thinking, how did they make any money? And I think they may have gotten confused with the volume because it's a, it's two runs of 1500 feet. Mm-hmm. So it's like half a mile, basically think about it, half a mile Jeez. of run. So it was, um, it was a good exercise to do the math on something and figure out how long it would take and do all that. But, um, it was just a little disappointing to get canceled. Is Cameron and, a little disappointed? Oh yeah. I mean, I had him ready. He was, he had, we we're going to double track solid. So I was yep. going to do the long cut Yep. while I was doing the long cut. He was going to do the staple gun to put the two together. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to do the cross cut while pulling away the waist. And we were going to cut four sheets at a time yep. and pull away and pull away the, as we go down and not and cut it right on the trailer. I mean, that's the benefit, you know, you never yep. even, and just pull it over. There's a trailer next to it that we were going to move it over to. So we had it figured out, but, um, it's, uh, it's, I guess the best thing that comes out of it is they said that there's going to be a lot of other custom panels that they're going to need and they're going to, uh, let us know. So some of that plywood is going to be used, but I think most of it. It's not going to be, but wow. Well, the good thing is they could probably donate it to Habitat and people can always I, use that. I would say that's what will happen. Um, they'll donate mm-hmm. it to some worthy cause because it won't go to waste. It, and what it, kind it will, what kind of plywood? Um, it's it's a half inch plywood, like I guess sheathing would be the best way to put it. Okay. As a sheathing, it's not cabinet grade nope. plywood, okay. which is nice. Yeah. Because you know, it's it's over twenty thousand worth of plywood. Um so that's a, uh, I guess I get the points from that. Hey, Jason will be proud of me because that goes on my company card. <laughs> See, now you get points. Yeah. Now vacation is basically going to be free. Hey, hey, I put 20 on my card. I get paid back for it. So that's cool. But oh, yeah, that's, God. that's probably the highlight that sticks out in my mind. It's hard. There's a lot of other things going on, but that's what's sticking out in my mind right now. <laughs> How about you? Well, I've been, uh, I, it's tough because uh, I think people are actually watching. Jason and I have talked about this, about, and I think you as well. It's really tough when you're doing a build, and I'm doing a build series right now on my desk. And I've been talking about it, but it's basically finished, mm-hmm. <laughs> except now I got to wait two weeks for the final uh, assembly and delivery into my uh, office here. It It came out unbelievable i was on the phone with um uh, alan from rubio and some other people from rubio and we were talking i said hey guys you make really good product <laughs> a few people were laughing we had a couple people on there too like lucas and uh, jason and uh we're planning something for the uh fall down in austin and also in tampa in december and on that phone call it was kind of cool because i said i finally used rubio on something i built and they went <laughs> what and I go, wait till you see it. So I just sent uh, Alan a picture of the slab that's done. And uh, I built out the uplift uh, desk. And then Marianne came out this Sunday. And I think I'm three videos shot. Well, it's going to turn out to be about five videos. And we're already posted two of them. And uh, okay. Marianne came out and she looked at it. And she went, oh, my God. But here's here's the situation. I'm not getting a lot of views on it. And for me, I don't really mind. But boy, when I do a tool video, you get so many more views. Well, I'm definitely not a YouTube expert, but I will tell you, don't lose hope because my best video ever and still to this day, two years later about how to install crown molding, I posted it. I was so excited about it. 
it was probably six or seven months after I posted it, it took off and it's still my top performing video. It's the one, it's the one that does the best. It's always on the top, but it took a long time for YouTube to recognize that it was, it was something worth showing. So it might take a little bit, but once it gets steam, I think they run. Yeah. And like you said, well, I think tool, maybe tool videos are more specifically searched on, Mm -hmm. you know, so people are searching on that specific tool and you come up faster. But I think as people see a build video and they recommend like watch it, I think it becomes higher and higher, but it just takes longer for it to get yeah. steam. And the other thing too is I'm going really methodically through the process. Like one is flattening the slab. That was the first video. The second one is working a live edge. Third one is going to be, it sounds funny, but finish sanding. Fourth no, one is going to be Rubio. Mm-hmm. Fifth one. Oh, no. Wow. We're going to have a lot more. Fifth one is the assembly of the uplift. And we kind of wanted to make that standalone because I wanted to concentrate all the tips and tricks that I have for assembling it. I mean, we cut it out of the box and assembled it in an hour. And oh, wow. I want to show people how easy it is, but I guess some really cool tips and tricks that Big D and Chris went, wow, that's a really good tip. So, um, We'll get. We'll probably gain some steam there, and then five or six. I've lost count so far. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna post one on uh, doing the final uh, pre-drilling of the uh, frame out in the shop, and then bringing everything into the uh, office here and assembling it. I also gonna involve. I'm gonna try to if they're around this weekend. Put a couple of my uh, kids in the neighborhood. And show yeah. the uh, the three hundred fifty pound capacity. That's a good idea. Yeah, the the next door I have um, Zayden and Brecken, and they want to be in a YouTube video. What's really cool about it is Brecken started a YouTube channel for gaming. Oh, that's cool! Isn't that cool? And they yeah. and I found out from uh, the moms in the neighborhood they all watch Sedge Tool. So I'm gonna I want to say, hey, this is such got such a good load rating. It holds two Andersons. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I used to love it when I would watch um, uh, New Yankee Workshop, and there was yeah. a few episodes where Norm grabbed a neighbor that worked nights. He was yeah. like, this is really heavy to lift this, so I grabbed my neighbor next door who works nights. Yeah, and That was real stuff. They needed somebody to help, and this guy's like, and I just think that'd be so cool for Norm to come over and go, hey, help me flip this over. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's kind of funny because Chris just moved to the uh, nearby in a, um, kind of a close neighborhood here in uh, where I live in Indiana, and uh, I said, hey, Chris, if I need somebody to help me flip this top this weekend, he goes, Said it used to be 20 minutes. Now it's only five. Thanks. <laughs> so he's such a good kid. He just, uh, they just bought a house. So it's going to work out real well. That's awesome. Hey, um, so, and then we're going to do another video where we put everything together. We did this with a cabinet video and we did a, a slow progression of building a cabinet. This was a, a year ago. And the, the, and it gives me hope what you said about your crown molding video, because I have something like over 40,000 views on that cabinet video where we put everything together and Chris edits edits it. But the one thing I don't want to, and I I was talking to the boys uh, this past weekend because Big D and Chris have put in a lot of time with and went on this. And I mean, Big D has picked up a ton of new hand tool skills. He's freaking out. Mm -hmm. And so when I put the top on there, (laughs) 
and we put it on the uplift and I was bringing it up and down, their mouths or jaws dropped. And I had to look at them and say, yes, we'll build you both one eventually, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they awesome. did put in, they, we've put in double Saturday and Sunday weekends for about a month now. And here's my whole point when I get started with this. I could have done it all myself, except someone coming over and flipping over in two two weekends. But man, it has just taken so much time because I have to stop. It's sitting there. I could be working on it right now, but I want to capture every step. Mm-hmm. That way right. there, people can go back and look at it and go, oh, wow, and go to the eventual playlist and mm-hmm. say, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. So I've been... I've been looking at other slab building videos on YouTube. A lot's left out. Yeah. And I feel pretty proud of it that I'll have everything in there. Yeah. It's, 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 it is unbelievable how much time extra it takes to <sighs> capture. It just even that wine bar that I built for Kelly, I thought, okay, I'm going through this trouble. I'm going to at least do some stories. I'm going to show stories. I'm going to, I'm going to show the process. I'm going to do it. I, I was kind of roughly figuring out what would have taken me six or seven hours because I did some stories on it. It took about 14 to 15 hours. That was in one day. He yep. worked on it for 15 hours, but it would have been seven or eight. I had to tell Kelly that I was like, I could have done that in half the time, but I'm going to do some stories. <laughs> it, it, and that's just for stories. You know, yes. when you take a YouTube, that's like a whole nother factor. I mean, what three or four times longer easily. Yep. It's, yep. it's, but it's worth it. it um, it's because it it's what's, I call it my meaning of my life. I like to teach people things that I think everybody knows. And like big D is just gaining his skills now. And he said, I've, I've, for the last two years, we've done this channel sedge tool. It was all about me teaching him. And that's how it all started. And we've done all kinds of different, how to use a hand tool, but he's really coming to fruition in this video where I show him what they're used for, you know, the application and, oh, this is where we're going to use a cabinet scraper. This is where we're going to use a little um, different hand scraper. This is where we're going to use a scrub. Nobody knew what a scrub plane was. Nobody knew what a number seven or a four and a half, a smoother. You hear all that, but you understand, oh, this is the technique to use it. And then you mix in that. And then what else I've been up to is I had, I did a uh, trade show this past week in uh, Columbus. It was crazy. I was in Columbus, Ohio for three days last week. So that was, that was a trying to, that was, I did a lot of work there too. So I've been on the road. So I got in last Thursday night from the trade show about eight o'clock. Woke up the next morning. I had to set up Festool Live. And at the end of Festool Live, we usually hang out for a few minutes. I finished Festool Live. I walked up the door, got in my car, and went home. I was exhausted. Oh, wow. I haven't been that pooped in a long time. It was I was done. Everybody in Festool Live, they were like wrapping up. They go, where are you going? I go, I'm going home. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Well, so. I, I I do believe very even what what you said. I think that tool videos take off faster, but a build video has to build steam. I yeah. think that's I think a build or a, or a how to that's not specific to like search worthy. You know, that's I think that's a well. 
I, and once somebody grabs one, they're going to, they're going to watch your other ones too, because they're going to want to watch the whole series. So that's the benefit of it. The other thing that intrigues me too is um, on Jason's channel. I think it's called Bent's Woodworking. I've uh, heard of it. Is that, is, yeah. that part of, is that part of Off the Cut? I, podcast? Think, <laughs> I think so. I think they're trying to recruit him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I heard he didn't make the cut. I thought he tried out. That I, I, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> I, I had something, but I want to keep this kind of clean. Uh, <laughs> oh, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, I was looking at Jason's video because um, I want to see what he was talking about uh, tools versus how tos or, or builds. It it his number one video, I believe, is vinyl flooring install. It, it, you know what? I just happened to see that the other day. He, you, you both of you come up regularly on my feed on our TV because it knows what I watch, and it's like the YouTube on the TV app. And I noticed the views on that flooring. I was like, wow, that video has t- taken off. But if you think about it, a lot of people want to install vinyl yep. flooring. So yeah. they go and watch his video, and I have watched it, and it's very in-depth, step-by-step. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave me a little more, okay, I'm on the right track with this. But like I said, I didn't want to skip too much. I, I left out a, about the hours and hours of hand planing. That was about five minutes. But well. big, big D goes, ooh, that's a lot of work. And I go, yeah, you know what the best part is? Is you have my time. Yeah. <laughs> so pass, I I owe the boys a few forward. beers on this one. Well, that'll be a good one. Yeah. I always I always learn things from yours because I kind of skipped the hand tools and went straight to power. Um yep. because like learning on the streets, like I always say I do. I mean, I was watching and you know, like Norm used a lot of power tools. You didn't really see him use a lot of hand tools. So I was watching and doing what he was using and then plus like anything like HGTV or anything, it was all kind of more the power side. Yeah. So I never, I skipped the hand tools and I've kind of went backwards. I've learned the beauty of the really nice chisels and I've gotten, you know, the scraper plane, you know, hand scraping planes and all those kind of things. Yeah. Art scrapers, you know, but I'm like, Oh, this is, this is really cool. This is, this is better than a power tool, but it's taken me a long time to get back to that. I didn't start with the hand tools. One of the uh, I have like several draw knives that we use on Live Edge, and it's kind of cool because oh, I love draw knives. I know because you have the flex cut in your normal scene behind you, mm-hmm. and that I use two of them. One's an antique one I had from Maine that is my go-to draw knife, and my second one that's also a go-to is a flex cut because I can actually tweak it a little, and yeah. uh, that thing is a nice draw knife. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I, I bought it for a live edge to take the bark off as before I was using the R one fifty with the roughest sandpaper I could that's why I was hitting it with. And yeah. then I learned about the draw knife and tried that and I was like, wow, this is the way to do it. Well, yeah. on the live edge that I just posted, I use draw knives, chisels. I use um the restorer because oh, I bought one of those with the wire that's on and my nylon. list. I need to get one of those. Yeah, I just haven't gotten and, one yet. And then what else I use? I use a little Sandvik slash Baco scraper that I love that you can get the little teardrops. It's the orange one. Oh, it's yes, amazing. Yes. Uh, and you know what the best tool was out of all of them? The RO90 with a hard pad. 
Um, and an in the face pad. That is the king of live edge. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It put everything after I took the light uh, off the cambium and everything with the hand tools. I'll put that RO 90 with 40 grit granite and a hard pad against any power tool on the market. It I love the night is night and day. I love it. The 150 and the 90 are my two favorite sanders. It's amazing. It was just so much control. It was cool because in the video, I don't know if I called it out. I might have. I, I watched it once. Chris did an exceptional, exceptional job on it editing. I, I yeah, I did. I, I busted Big D's chops. I go, hey, Big D, that's that RO90. Is that new? He goes, I, I, I just cleaned it. I used it a couple times. I went, you're full of it, dude. That's a brand new <laughs> RO90. You've never touched it. And he kind of went, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. So when we're putting the RO90s away, I said, oh, I think that's mine. I started taking it. No, 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 that's mine. Because <laughs> mine's kind of beat up. My my 90 and my 50, <laughs> I don't know if you could even see the Festool label anymore on it. Yeah. It's so worn. I've used them that much. Um, they're, they're, they are used like they need, they're always very close to my bench because I'm grabbing them all the time. Yeah. For sure. In any video, you see my uh, RO150 hanging up on my work center because that's, that's my go to sander for almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, boy, we put it through its paces on uh, uh, all the sanding we did, whether leveling or also uh, the final sanding. I think we used that for almost everything. I ever tell you about the time that I was sanding a boardroom table and I went there after hours, I was already tired. It was like 10 or 11 at night. And I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to take this finish off. I start going. I'm like, man, this finish is really kind of gummy. It's not coming off 15 minutes. At least I sanded without sandpaper. I sanded with a Velcro pad. <laughs> and it's amazing how much that Velcro pad can actually remove a finish because it was working. It was working <laughs> before you needed enough. Okay. I was so nervous about it because I'm sitting in the boardroom. I'm like, please, this needs to go okay. Please, this needs to go okay. Do not. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I already had in my mind that something was going to go wrong. And I was like, this is going to take forever. This is going to take forever. This is not good. This is not good. And then something made me look at the back to see like if the sandpaper was gummed up. And I look, there's no sandpaper on the other side. It's just black, <laughs> black Velcro. I destroyed the head, destroyed yeah. it. Like, you know, that was the thing. It was, it was full of material, but then the short version of the story, after I put the sandpaper on there, I quickly saw that this solid table, they told me it was solid and came from a gift from another country. It was veneer. And oh. it was so, it was so thin veneer that as soon as you went through the finish, there was nothing there. It was particle board with oh. a very thin veneer. So I had to call the person over the, like facilities who was responsible for this makeover for the, it was the president's boardroom Ooh. and I had to call and I said, this table is not solid wood. And she was like, you're joking, aren't you? I'm like, no, I'm not. And she's like, well, what can we do? I'm like, well, we can't do anything. I was like, this is, this can't be refinished. It, it's not solid. And it's not movable, by the way. It's so big, it had to stay in the room. So everything had to be done in that room. And we we just went through. That's what led to building a new table. It actually led to. Oh. So I, I went from like freaking out to building a whole new table. Wow. So it was. But, How big you know, was the was, table? 
Large? Uh, let's see, 24, 24 feet long. Sweet. Yeah, it was big. I made so, it. <laughs> when I hear that, when I hear something really big like that, a board table, did, did I ever tell you the Jess Crow uh, uh, story about the board table she did for, uh, there's like five tribes that commissioned her, and it's some um, Alaskan tribal community. Did uh-huh. you ever hear this one? Did no, Jess ever tell you so. this? I don't think so. Uh-uh. Oh my God. You called me crying. Um, I met her down in at the Rubio school with Jason the same night and all three of us just hit it off. And she was telling Jason, and I, she just got this commission piece and she told us it was a lot of money she was, you know, making and, but she had to carve in the top of it as a single piece. And she had to get this slab specially milled or whatever. She had to go and find it, whatever. And Jess, if you're listening, hopefully I'm uh, giving you kudos on this and I'm telling the story correctly, but she needed to carve in the top the river uh, that went through these uh, five or six tribal communities, uh, indigenous to Alaska. And they were all going to sit at this and it had to be an exact replica of you know how she is with epoxy yeah. and everything. So somebody there, I think it might have been Keith, said, you should get a shaper to do that. That would be easy. So this is this lady is so smart. She reached out to Shaper and they, it was crickets. So she just went ahead and bought with it. And she contacted me. She goes, Hey, do you know anything about this? And this is a few years back. Shaper was just gaining steam. And I said, I really don't know. Contact this person. Crickets. So I said, just be careful. Just, you know, you, you got the your brain power for this. The next thing I know, I'm looking on Instagram. A week later, she's on top of the table laying out the, you know, the domino strips that I call them. And she's carving this. She learned so daggone quick. And she did the whole thing. And it's a great, it's great content on her uh, Instagram. And I'm thinking, wow. that is one of the smartest artists I've ever met. Wow. So she only had one shot. She's doing the top of the table. There's no do-overs. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other thing she called me. She goes, they want me to cut it in half. Oh. Oh, yeah. That would hurt. And She had to do it. I said, you know what you got to do? You got to suck it up. They're the client. Yeah. So she calls me cupcake and I call her cupcake. I said, suck it up, cupcake. They're paying. (laughs) And uh, I just hung out with her last week in Columbus. She was at that... uh, vendor show mm-hmm. and oh my god it was, it was one of the highlights we just love hanging out together i met um the owners of black diamond pigment and i met the gentleman i don't kevin or keith i hope he's not listening and i met him and he's the guy who does the molds that she promotes for oh, epoxy yes. yes and another highlight is she gave me her new book that's going to be released soon and oh, it's cool. everything to do about epoxy. And it was really what she wrote. Oh, was really neat. sweet. That's awesome. What was really the forward is written by Mike Holmes, you know, from Holmes on Holmes. Mm-hmm. Wicked nice guy. And he did a really yeah. nice forward for her. So it was cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What a, what a busy week last week was, man. Yeah. So, Ronnie, that's what I've been up to. Well, that's we've both been up to a lot. And we've been missing Jason. Well, I I really don't know. You know, he's so much older than us. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like my dad. 
<laughs> I've been trying to make sure I see all of his stories, kind of see the, you know, the, the, the German landscape. It's kind of cool to see it. Looks like he's oh. kind of in the country outside of the city is what I've kind of gathered. Boy, I'm a little jealous because I've been in a lot of areas in Germany like that. And just looking and somebody asked me one time, the first, well, after like the second time, what's the number one thing you like about Germany? I go, the air. It is so crisp, clean. And when you're up in those hills that I believe they were in, because I'm usually in uh, Bavaria, Stuttgart area, it is uh, the hills and it's just everything is so crystal clear and clean. Mm. And I really enjoy hiking when I'm in Germany. They take us to these castles and we hike. Then next thing I know, hey, let's go out to dinner. After a full day of work, I go, yeah. And guess what we do to go to dinner? We hike up the side of a mountain. <laughs> have dinner, a few half of bisons, and then stumble and fall and roll down. Oh, that's awesome. It's the best. <laughs> it's the awesome. best. That's then so you go cool. to bed at 11. Then you wake up at 7, go to work again at 8. Oh, that's cool. Then you get back on a plane and you get home and Marianne goes, how was it? I go, I worked and I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we always would fly in uh, like a day ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, we would always say to acclimate, but we'd always go into the country and hang out. And uh, one of my good friends over there, who's a trainer, his name, he would always pick us up at the airport, keep us awake. We get in at eight o'clock in the morning and then we would, uh, we'd uh, go sightseeing all day. You know, what his name is what George Bush. <laughs> Same one. <laughs> he, he introduces himself. Uh, it's, uh, he's gonna if he's listening, he'll laugh. It's Georg von der Boucher uh, and George Bush. <laughs> George Bush. So he goes, just call me George Bush. <laughs> and uh, he's retiring this year. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's cool though. He's put his time yeah. in. I think he's been there probably 20 something years. Oh, wow. Yeah, but That's he cool. was a, a joiner by trade. And boy, he knows his stuff. It's really cool. And that's the, one of the guys you see in Jason's stories and posts. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a gentleman who has a nice haircut like me. All right. All yeah. Right. His name is George Bush. George Bush. That's a lot easier to say. It is. You know, you were talking a minute ago about my background and people may be wondering where I am if they are seeing it. this. I freaking <laughs> love it. Uh, just because sometimes I have intermittent problems at the shop, I did come to my house because <laughs> I have a lot faster internet connection. And I am in Cameron, what we call his hidey hole, which is under his room. And it's like a soundproof room. And so in the background, I have he has wall control and he has his um, Traxxas remote control cars and some signs and things like that. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to need you to use your room for the podcast. He's like, how long? And I told him, he's like, Okay, Dad, you can use it. I'm like, thanks for giving me an hour and a half. <laughs> oh my God! But what's great is everyone's home, and it's like things are going on that I, I don't hear a thing. Like you know, it's 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 the best place to definitely do this. So Every time good. I hang out with them, everybody on the podcast is probably sick and tired of me hearing this. <laughs> Seeing Cam grow up and what he has become, he is so. Daggone funny. I'm surprised I'm surprised he's not charging you to use the room. Well, maybe he is. 
Oh, he might be. <laughs> he always is like, what, what is in it for me? Yeah, you know? he's so damn funny. I'll tell you, I'm so excited that he's working with me now. You know, he's out of school just recently. And the difference in last summer and this summer now, I don't even have to worry about it. I know he can lift whatever I need him to lift. And used to be always like, am I going to break him with this? I'll get in trouble with Kelly. But yeah. he he's pretty much, you know, up to the level of like an adult strength now. And I don't have to worry about it. It's, it's so cool. And, and when I don't have him, like I've been really, I, I'd say I'm a good boss. Like he had the opportunity to go to like the amusement park, you know, a few, a few days after school. And then he went to beach week last week with a bunch of his friends um, with our church. And, you know, I've, I've let him still have a summer, but when he's gone, I'm, I miss him. Like, I, yeah, it's not the same pulling off projects. We, I like it that we get to stress out together on projects and, you know, do that. It's, it's really, it's a good to see how he thinks and um, it's fun. But um, it, I get spoiled in the summer when he goes back to school every year. It's it's a it's not it's not that great. He's always like, man, I'm back on my own again. Yeah, uh, man. Now I got to work. But he does plan on co-oping with me his senior year. So we have next year's his junior year, and wow. then his senior year he will co-op with me, and that'll be really cool. Um, we've been looking it, at welders. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? It it does it doesn't make any sense to me Which when you say he's gonna be a junior i know i know well you know what you know what's killing me right now he's got his permit now and guess what i love i like to drive i i if i go somewhere usually i'm the driver i'll tell people they're like i can drive i'm like yeah okay i'll let you know i'm usually the one to drive yeah and i'm sitting in the passenger seat now of my work van and i've i have found a beauty in it that i'm able to do like a story or i'm able to do something or i'm able to post something or i'm looking at my emails now and and i'm trying to make the most of it but it kills me that i'm not able to drive <laughs> cuz he is jumping and we'll leave out and he'll be sitting in the driving seat before before i even get out like he's ready to go and it's funny as he's pulling we've been pulling the van lately with the 18 foot trailer everywhere we're going down country roads where you know people would be nervous just driving and he's he doesn't realize that a lot of people have never done that in their entire life and he's already yeah. used to it he doesn't even have his license yet you know he's able to drive right with me but he won't have his full-fledged until september he has to wait six months wow so but it's been in, in uh in kentucky do you have to take a drive uh you have to probably take a written and you have yes. to take a um, well, they say a, a regular driving test. Yes. So he'll have to go, um, you know, do that have somebody ride in the car with him. And the funniest part is he keeps telling me this and I'm like, no, you know, this is his personality. He's like, dad, I'm bringing the trailer for my driving test. I'm like, no, you're not. Don't do that. He's like, all I gotta say is that my dad, we're going to work and I just bring the trailer. He goes, I won't even have to parallel park. They won't be able to make me because I have a trailer <laughs> with me. <laughs> And it, I'm like, he's like, how many people have taken a driver's test with the trailer behind them? And I'm like, part of me just wants them to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, because they'll go. He goes, he goes, I want to be in the, go. Yeah, you passed. <laughs> he goes, I want to be in the sprinter with the trailer. He goes, what will, it, what will they say? They can't. It's, he's, he said, I looked. It doesn't say you can't bring a trailer. I'm like, part of me is like, I'd like to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got one for you. Remember your driving test? barely <laughs> did you, I, okay so did you pass the first time yes i did me i did as well yeah most of my friends had to do it two sometimes three times but i did it no, first I, time i practiced a lot in my driveway my parents allowed me to be in the driveway <laughs> that's where i learned how to drive a stick i would let it, the car i'd catch the clutch and I, that's where i learned a lot yeah. of my driving skills and being comfortable was just in my driveway we uh we had to up in maine we had to do uh hill starts 
and uh, also um, parallel parking. Yeah, parallel is the biggest one here. Yeah, and That's I still, people. I had to kind of parallel park somewhere. I think it was last year, and I God, I hate parallel parking. You know, Kelly's car does it for you, and I did it one time just to see. But I told I told her that just the other day we saw a commercial and they showed the car doing it. I'm not a fan of the car doing it for me. I would rather do it myself. And it's very odd. You have to pull up beside and the car can automatically recognize up like possible par- parallel park. It'll show squares and you're supposed to hit the square on the screen. And then they say, take your hands off the foot and the accelerator. Don't touch anything. If you touch anything, you're going to stop the process. But you're supposed to sit there and let the car do it. That's and creepy. I, I did it once. I did it when it, it was we were on a road where there wasn't any cars around. I just wanted to see that it worked, and it did. But it made me it made me feel uneasy because I'm like, no, I want to do this. You're not doing this car. I want to do this. Yeah, I've I've never been in a car to do that. And it it did an amazing job. Like it was perfect. Like it, but but at the same time, it's like I would just rather do it myself. She's yeah. never used it. I was, I mean, I was like, I was looking on YouTube how to do it while she, she, I was waiting for her while she was in the grocery store. That's when I did oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Cameron and I were like, let's figure this out. <laughs> so I was running, I was running shotgun last weekend and we were in a, a private neighborhood and there were so many kids or people at this graduation party. Cause it was three, three kids combined. It has that time of year. Everybody's having graduations. And I think we had to park a quarter mile away in this neighborhood to go to this house. And Marianne is probably the best parallel. She parallel parked. She's probably the best parallel park I've ever seen. I go, I'm, I'm sitting there going, you ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it. Next thing you know, she's going, how close am I? I go, spot on. That's awesome. She's the best. You know, I, I yeah. someone told me, and I've always used this trick that you just you back up, and right when your wheel is level is in line with the back wheel of the other car, you cut it as hard as you can go. Yep. And then once your front end can clear, you pull it back in, and it it works on every car. Like it it does work. I don't prefer it, especially when cars are waiting behind you. That's the worst part. But I I, I, I can pull it off. There was another one where if the middle of the back window when you hit the end of their car or the you know the um the trunk you Mm -hmm. then you cut it as hot as possible that's what i kind of heard and and when i tried that i was like "Mm, it works but i don't know how marion does it she just goes i I think the biggest thing most people wait too late to cut it and i think that's where that front wheel to back wheel you start cutting it before you think you would. Some people wait till they're past the car in front of them and start cutting it, and that's too late. No, nope, way too late. You, yeah. And the other thing but, that's nice now is when you're trying to bring it up to the uh, car with the rear of your car, you have the backup camera now, yes. and that's kick butt. Yeah, you just have to learn what 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 when it says mean it or really mean it. You have to learn those different signals because yep. there's this mean it that you're close, but you're not really. It's what is really mean it signal. That's like a fast yeah. beep red tone that's when it's like i really mean it you're really close <laughs> when you really mean it is when the car alarm and back you goes off then that's when it's yes. really meaning it yes and my sprinter has that all the way around and i have to turn it off regularly because of the trailer or it'll see something and i see it in my camera but it will it'll actually not only warning it will make my accelerator not work like i can push it all the way down and it won't <laughs> go it's like going nope you're not going i see something in the way 
And so I have to reach up and turn it off on the camera to be able to back up because it's like, it takes over the brain. You can push the pedal all the way down the floor and won't move. Really? Yes. Cars are getting almost too smart for their own good. Yeah. Huh. Would you ever, would you ever think that we had all this automation on cars years ago? It's, it's getting oh, crazy and crazy. Well, you know, and Cameron, you know, he learned how to drive a lot in the Jeep and he started driving the Sprinter. It's, it scared him a few times because you're not used to it. When you cross a double line, if you don't have your turn signal on, the steering wheel will grab and pull back. And the first time he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, what's it doing? I was like, oh, you've got to put your turn signal on when you cross into like a, you know, it can go into a center lane of like a five lane, like in the city that has five and there's got like a, a common center lane. When you cross into that common center lane to make a left-hand turn, it does not like it. If you don't have your turn signal on, it will jerk it back over. Alert will come up. It's a, uh, it's kind of, that's really hard for a new driver to get used to the car driving itself. Yeah. Selectively, selectively. Hey, you want to hear something cool? The show I was at uh, last week, two or three people came into the booth and said, Sedge, we listen to the green suiters. We love it. Say hi to Ronnie and that guy. Really? Named Jason. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, really? Today, How are you? today at work, this is really cool. Today at work, uh, it's kind of odd for me, but Garrett is doing a dealer class, and it it was kind of it's a work from home day for most people. But I was in there early, and as I'm walking through there, they're all getting coffee, and everybody goes Sedge, and I was like, ooh, I go mm, okay. And one guy who was really quiet came up to me afterwards. He goes, dude, I love the Green Suiters podcast. Really, that's awesome to hear. That's Isn't awesome. that cool? That is, yeah. yeah. That's like because I feel like we do this, and I know I forget sometimes that we, you know, have it's it's Jason's reminders of the patron like counts and talking about people and our beers with the boys. That all reminds me of the audience. But, yeah, um, it's our conversations are true and authentic. It's I'm glad to know that people like to listen to it because I know yes. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> I think. I think. The three of us would just do this anyhow, but we just happened to be recording yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did think about, I didn't want Jason to stress, but I did think about us doing this and be like, yeah, Sedge and I did it for like two hours. We, 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 but then I realized I didn't push record. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But hey. it was a great podcast. <laughs> Jason, he wouldn't be who? surprised. Jason he wouldn't who? be surprised. He'd been like, whatever. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, and one guy came up to me uh at the show and said, Man, the way you guys go back and forth with off the cut, we love it. It's funny. <laughs> I know. It's it's like people listen. It is. Oh it is God. It's great. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> oh my God. I think it's so funny. We gotta um I'm I'm excited because you know how much I love beers with the boys. Mm -hmm. I, I'm excited with this new one, uh, Bourbon with the Boys. It's going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people nice. up their patron uh, accounts for it. So yeah. we'll have that going real quick. Jason yeah, will be sweet. back next week, but you're on vacation next week. I am, but I'm going to take my things with me. Um, I told him more than likely I should have a strong connection because the condos that we stay in, we're, we've been to this location many times and their their owner the owners are responsible for their own internet. So it's almost mm -hmm. like their house internet signal. So I'm going to do a test. Um, mm. And as long as I can, I plan on joining. Cool. Um, as long as, as long as the technology will allow me. Yeah. And speaking of technology, remember I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I'll tell you about one of my frustrations. 
Um, Jason sent me a list of all the stuff I need for because I'm switching over my entire house. We, Marianne and I have iPhones. Marianne's mm-hmm. got an iPad. I get earpods. She's got earpods. Everything's Apple except for our computer system. And I've discussed it with you, discussed with Jason. So I pulled the trigger and just spent a bl- quite a bit of a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I used a certain bank and they texted me right away and said, hey, and I gave a verification code that this is going to go through. What a hassle, the back and forth with the bank. Because Apple put in three, it's, I'm getting three things. I'm getting the new studio monitor. Getting uh, AirBook Pro for me that I can take on the road, but I can also use it as my hard drive. And I got Marianne a MacBook Pro, the brand new one. I mean, the MacBook Air brand new one, 15-inch screen. Awesome. But they charged everything separately. And starting last night at 11 o'clock and 1 a.m. this morning, I, I woke up and it said, um, you have fraud alert on your account. Now, I should be happy with that. Right. But I rectified all of it at 8 this morning. So all my Apple Care just got bumped. I don't have Apple Care. I got to redo that when I get all my equipment. Oh wow! So yeah. it's going to turn into a it's a drag because you know come on I want to spend the money and I told them I released it twice. Okay, it's not Apple's fault, but it, why couldn't they have just charged me for everything? Right. And then yeah. you know what it is. You know what it is, Ronnie. It isn't that, okay, that's cool. I do have fraud protection on there. And that's, it's the two hours overall I have spent on the phone with the bank and app. That's two hours out of my life. I'm not getting back. Right. And and now I, because of the way I am, this is really nobody's fault. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? It's the times we're in. Yeah. Where. The bank's got to protect themselves. Apple's got to mm-hmm. protect themselves, and they're doing it kind of pre- protect me. Yeah. The, the, on the flip side of it, I don't understand how the f- true fraud people are able to get away with it without having to be on the phone for two hours, and they still get the product shipped to the address they gave. Why are they not able to go after these people that do that? That's what I don't understand. And it drives yeah. me crazy. So I got to spend more time when I get everything set up this weekend. Because I'm, I got to get used to the new system. You told me it's pretty easy. Everybody's told me it's pretty easy, but I've used, uh, you know, the uh, Microsoft PC platform my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I can figure that out pretty quick. But I had Apple Care on everything, so, and that's going to be reoccurring every year. The drag is is the bookkeeping part of it. I have a killer bookkeeper. She takes care of everything for me. But now I got to spend time with her on the phone describing the bill, describing the reoccurring. And yeah, I'm whining a little. But what happened to just whipping out a, a credit card and buying right. something? And yeah, it's is. nobody's fault except those jerks who take right. advantage of the system, the crooks. Yep. Well, and that's part of the reason why it was so much trouble for us to even do this connection thing with all the validation codes and all that, you know, just because they're trying to make it from all the bad people, but the people who are legitimate are trying to do things and it's, we're having to jump through hoops. It's frustrating. And it's, it's wait, it's, it's frustrating because we know it wastes our time. Right. And man, I, I mean, I just turned 60. I got an, at least another 60 to 80 years left on this planet, and I don't want to waste any time, baby. 
at least I'm living to a hundred. I'm living to 120 to 140. That's good goal. I think I'll do the same. Yeah, I'll do the same. (laughs) You know, um, something for we, we switched over. My wife was the last one to switch over and she's a realtor and she struggled with a few things that she used apps she used that were not Apple friendly. The biggest thing to make sure is keep your old machine nearby in case you're in a pinch and you're trying to do something and you're like, I need to do this now, or I need to print from this application. That's not Mac. You need to definitely keep it close by. Yeah. Or that, and it'll, like a year, a year transition, for example, it'll be in the basement. And yeah. I, I work on PC platform all at work. And I do take work home with me, but it's in a hard drive. I'm fine with that because the other subscription I'm getting right away, probably by Friday, is I'm getting 365 for Marianne and I, uh, Microsoft, because I've worked in Excel. Everything's out of Outlook for me, but I get to reset up everything, and I'm okay with that. It's actually I'm actually looking forward to it, but I I want it to be fluid. And the and the other thing too is I use my AirPods all the time, and I got an old PC that I'm actually working from right now, and I can't link link up my my AirPods. I uh, I my videos I can't airdrop them. So we're going to be an all Apple by the weekend, it, hopefully an all Apple. So everything just syncs automatically. Yes. I mean, the nicest part about when you're logged on to your iCloud from your specific machines, <laughs> you're, it's just like an extension of your phone. It's so nice. I mean, your text, I've had texts come up while we're on this that, you know, I don't have my phone and just, it's so nice to be able to do that. And when you're on your laptop, you don't have to put your phone up. You just respond back while you're on your laptop. I think the biggest challenge for me, you're you're coming from a lifetime windows person and it's everybody I've talked to is the same thing. The file structure is different on what you call like the file manager or like windows Explorer, like where you save your files. It's different on an Apple, especially with pictures and I would advise like go out on YouTube and just watch a video because I don't say I'm an expert either, but like, how does Mac store photos? Because this is, this is my rudimentary way of explaining what it is. When you bring up like an SD card on your laptop, it will bring up your, a photo viewer, like a preview screen. But just because you see it on there does not mean it's on your machine per se. You have to actually download it to another level. And a lot of people do that. And they're like, where did it go? Where did those pictures go? Uh, Because they don't really want, this is my, this is total opinion, but I think I'm right. (laughs) Is that, is that a good statement? That's a great (laughs) statement. Um, I'm right. It's my opinion. (laughs) This is a total opinion, but I think I'm right. I don't think where you and I want to see pictures as far as like um, vacation, 2023 for example like that apple's thinking is like you don't need to put them into their little folder you need to just have them all in the same place search by date search by whatever search by category by whatever so i think sometimes we get caught in putting them all in folders but apple does a pretty good job of you just throw them on there you can find that's kind of the way that i think their thinking is from apple side so you can't struggle with that you can do folders you You can. can You can okay. like when you pull in from when it pulls up your preview screen, you can say where you want it to go to. Okay. But definitely understand that before you start using it. If not, you're going to be throwing pictures and videos and stuff, and you're not going to know where you put them. You'll be able to find them like in your recent, but you don't know where they went. <laughs> and I did that for probably five or six months and finally just sat down and was like, what's going on here? What I am just, I missing? I just what wrote I down how Mac stores photos. Yeah, how it stores photos and even the file structure thing. It file structure. What 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 I have found to be 
the case with Apple is when you're coming from Windows, you're overthinking a lot of things. It's easier on a Mac, but you're coming from a Windows based and you're going to overthink things. So what I do all the time when I'm trying to understand, I'll like Google, I'm like how to do this on a Mac. It'll instantly come back and tell you. And a lot of times it's a keystroke, like force, like forcing a shutdown, you know, how on a Windows machine you control all delete and do yeah, force yeah. shutdown. It's a different, different key things on the Mac, but I'll just end up Googling it sometimes until you get it. And you'll see, it's just different combination. Little things like that are different, but other than that, it's a great yeah. transition. And, and I, I wished I had done it earlier. Yeah, that my uh, my entire PC Windows is going down in the basement. I already have a desk set up up there, down there, um, because I I got all weekend. We're not shooting any video, and this weekend is setting up the new Apple system. I want to be ready to go because right now I have a camera here, right? That's separate. It's all built into the studio. Man, there's six speakers in that monitor. Oh yeah, those are sweet. Those so are I'm sweet. I'm just I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna go with it. And Big D worked for Apple. Uh, my friend Robert worked for Apple. They know this stuff inside and out. And Jason's been coaching me. I may reach out yeah. to you and Jason over the weekend. But yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'm know, pretty the, stoked because I want the, everything the, to sync. Yeah, the best part about Apple is once you're logged on to your iCloud account, it pretty much does everything for you. You're done, and that's what's so beautiful about it. It's awesome. It just it just syncs up the way it should. It's like, oh, it's almost like you finally got your laptop too. Okay, we've got your phone. We've got everything else. AirPods, here they are. You want to join your AirPod? Here they are. You know, you don't have to do anything. It's really cool. It even yep. it even says, hey, we see you have a printer on your home network. You want to you want to add that on there? That was probably one of the most exciting things that I saw because Windows machines, they're like, find the latest driver, find the firmware, find this. We don't recognize your printer. We don't recognize. Apple's like, hey, we see a printer. You want me just to add it? And you're like, yes. It's like done. That's it. What's what's <laughs> really cool is when I signed in to check on my order status today and it said, hey, uh, check, track your packages or whatever. And then I hit a thing. Okay, yeah, go to my Apple ID, which I've always had uh, because all my phones and iCloud, I linked up and it said, and then I went and did something. I came back and says, oh, here's your order. It's already on your uh, device list. When oh, I guess sweet. when they get delivered, it'll automatically yeah. populate on there. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, that's the best part about it. The way that everything seems to just work and it syncs together. That's what I like the best in the battery life of things. Like I, I, I'll forget where I have the, the power cable for my MacBook. Really? Like we're, we're on this right now. I don't even have power connected to it. I don't need, I didn't bring it downstairs. Well, see, I'm looking at my screen here, Ronnie. I got an icon for iCloud. I got an icon for iTunes. And I'm just like, I it just, it gets confusing sometimes. Mm -hmm. I got to go to this Apple, this Apple, this Apple, because I got a PC. I want it all in one area. Right. I want it where I come in, I drop my phone. If you've ever had to do this and it got more complicated last year or the year before, trying to take a video from my phone and bring it on my PC. I have to jump oh, through yeah. hoops. Do you know, I just air, I airdrop it to myself. I'm That's what I'm going to do. Done. It's done. That's it. I mean, it's just so nice. And then I can airdrop it to when I want to see what it looks like on the big screen. I'll airdrop it to Apple TV, my box, Apple TV box. I'll just yeah. airdrop airplay it to that. Just seamlessly. Get out. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I, uh, I'm excited to get everything in sync. I have uh, two iPhones 
one for work and one for Sedge Duel. And I work off the cloud on those two. I can't wait to get everything going. And yeah, it's gonna be yeah. so it'll make your it, life easier. Yep. As we go, it's just going to, you know, it's always that little learning curve. I'm glad you gave me that about file structure. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you're such an advanced, like advanced Windows user, I think that's the biggest thing you'll struggle with is the file structure differences because you're going to be looking for that Windows file manager type yep. layout. And it's not like that. It's laid out a little bit more logical, but it'll mess your brain up <laughs> because you'll be like, now, wait a minute, especially the picture part. And I've had people get Mac, but they'll call me. They'll be like, where did my pictures go? Where are they? <laughs> where, where, do, where, I don't know where they are. I saw they were downloaded, but I don't know where they are. And it's, it's more of like, they want, they, it's almost like there's an app called photos that that's where they are. And they're in cut. Kind of like the same way they're on your phone where you can go to the different albums and they they actually automatically sort them for you in different ways. But you cool. can make them as granular as you want. But that's just something you might want to understand or you're going to end up with a lot of pictures or videos just all in a, me a mess that haven't been organized. So and then I have to go back and reorganize everything. Yeah. Yes. It's easier to know coming in. But I could take I, some of my I could take because I, I got hard drives with photos on them and I could take some of those, hook them up to my my apple and that can you, you, go off of that file structure you you could but then the other thing that i've learned that's differently with macbooks is they don't generally have huge drives and i think the reason why is they they're thinking this is my opinion but i think i'm right that's back to the same thing <laughs> they want you to only be working on things that you're actively working on on your machine other yeah. things are either on a backup drive or the iCloud. It's yep. not like everything goes. And that's a difference in a Windows machine too. Because we think of Windows <laughs> machines as everything's on there because it's kind of before the cloud. Yeah. But I think they purposely don't have massive drives for that reason because you mm -hmm. shouldn't have everything on your drive anyway. Right. Um, because it, it, it slows it down. Right. I, right. I have um, a terabyte uh, work external. I have nothing on my laptop at work. It's all on my external. Yeah. And I also have a two terabyte external. Um, uh, for home yeah that's that's kind of the way to and way i got go. i got everything backed up to that two terabyte work and home and i do yeah, that once good. a month that's i just um, changes everything yeah so i'm just nice uh, to be able to have it out there i'm just i just got to get my brain wrapped around it and teach marianne a few things marianne yeah. goes how big's the screen can i play games <laughs> and here's the other, here's the other thing she's gonna see this monitor <laughs> the one Jason had me get. Right. And she's going to, I go, and now you can hook up your laptop. We'll see how I like it. She goes, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to get one for upstairs. I go, okay. <laughs> for her yeah, office, awesome. you know. That's awesome. Yeah, those <laughs> but, monitors are awesome. Yeah. I, he, I have the, um. I don't remember the size. My MacBook's the largest one, the Pro. I think it's a 16 or 15, 16 inch screen. Yeah. It's a 16. And I'd like it, but in some ways I missed, I gave my 14 inch to Madison. I kind of missed that because the portability of it. It's nice when I'm using it, but all of the like camera backpacks I use and things, this one does not fit in there, but it has amazing speakers. It has amazing screen, but it's not as portable as the, like the 14 size. So the one of the Marianne goes, I just want to get it so I can order my leather by dragonfly. Um uh, uh, my uh laptop case. I can tie in to get one. Oh, I thought you were saying mouse pad. <laughs> no, no, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to get her one too. <laughs> but That's yeah, because she sees the laptop cases they have. She goes, I need one of those. 
Oh, I haven't even seen those yet. I saw the purses, but I haven't seen that. That's yeah. awesome. I need <laughs> one of those. I'm still caseless on mine. And when I carry, it's like carrying a slick piece of ice. I mean, that's, yep. they look great, but they were not thinking about the just same as the phones They're, they they yep. have to have a case on them where you're just going to drop them. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, but for sure. That's something that I, I, I got lucky. Do. I usually, um, I usually get a, um, what is it called? An otter case. Mm-hmm. for my uh, as soon as I get one from work my work phone I get one and I got an otter for my uh, sedge tool phone but this time I went to go get one I like of course I like to get the the green and the blue or the green and the black mm-hmm. you know make it fest tool for the work phone and what was really funny is the otter case was like 60 or 70 bucks and I went, you got to be kidding me. So I did a little bit of research. I bought this. I'll hold it up. People looking at it, right? It's it's an otter knockoff. It's not as durable. I've had it for about a year. $12. Wow. It's yeah, held I, up great. I felt like the otters were a little too bulky for me. I, yep. I use it. They're just like a spec case. And I think I found them first at Target. <laughs> Yeah. And I've always ordered those and they're, they're like what you said, they're cheap, but this one's been on this phone since I, that's a 12. I've had it for over a year, I guess, but they're yeah. durable and they, I've never, I've never had to change them out. They last as long as the phone does. I, uh, I learned a few years back. Um, cause you know, when I see something very inexpensive, I go, yeah, that was a, that was two beers. It's worth it. Who cares? Right. Mm-hmm. I'll try it. I bought a, my first Kindle about seven years ago, uh, e-reader, and I just loved it. It, it. it took me a while to give it up, but, you know, the paperbacks, the hardbacks. But I love my Kindle reader. I got the paper white. And I started looking at cases, and, my God, they were 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks. And I, I was like, thumb it through Amazon. I went, that's an all-leather case for $11 for my Kindle? Damn, that's like a beer and a half craft beer, right? Yeah. That's how I, it's yeah. funny how I do that. Yeah. That's half a plate of wingies, right? right. <laughs> that's that's basically a wedgie salad, <laughs> right? So I thought about it, and I've had it for seven years, and I've had so many daggone compliments. So it's looks like it's hand tooled leather, and it's held up fantastic. Yeah, so sometimes good. you get lucky in some of them bargains. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you know, Cameron's able sure. to print out now. I'm in his print room. He has a new kind of filament that's actually like silicone. Yeah, he's print out phone cases, and um, I was looking around here to see if I, but he's printed out things that are, uh, well, it's pretty cool. Like he, it used to be hard plastic. He started printing out um, things that are flexible to be well, like hose adapters and things like that. It's really? amazing what you can print out. Um, it's, it's really? so cool. I mean, it opens up a whole world of things that it it's so handy to be able to do that at home. That was really cool. What DIY Dave did. And you guys printed out those little figurines. Oh yeah. Here's, here's one right here. I see this one. That's there's one. Whoa. That is so cool. That's, uh, I think that's, that's Jimmy Duresta. That was the that first one he so printed cool. out. That was the first one he printed out. He printed out big Jimmy. And this is this is little Jimmy. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Those were the test ones, and then he just went from there. But um, it's he started getting into like two color things. Like this is an enter at your own wrist sign. It's like two colors type things, and it's really cool. Wow. A lot of practice went into it. 
Oh, you'll appreciate this. Do you, do you recognize what this is? Give me a second. Yep. It's a um, uh, Generation 3 uh, shelf adapter. Yep. So he printed out into two, two different pieces. It goes together. And it they work great. They're just like, these are as sturdy as can be. They're thick. Get the hell the out. Backside. Yeah, he printed these out. We tried these out. So he's printed out. It's kind of funny. The biggest thing is to try to rem- have to remember that he can do this. Because sometimes I'll like order things. I'm like, Cameron, can you print this out? Like, can you print out? a adapter for the bloom that's what this <gasps> is it's actual plate does he swivel does he swivel design connector. that or does is there a, some a, some of the things he designs some things he downloads is some things he modifies so inside wow. there's even there's even clips inside for the hose adapter to fit in there get there's the hell there. out so it's it's pretty cool he's getting a better and better at being able to do um here's a there's a there's a little holder for um, an iPad, you can you know hold it on there. Yeah, it's just handy. All the things you can. It's really good experience too for 3D modeling. He uses like Fusion 360 and uses a slicer program and goes in. Like we we printed out some battery holders for like Bosch holders and Festool battery holders, and the ones you download are way to me they're way overkill because they cover the whole battery and they actually click into place. And when you're mounting those in the van, I don't want to have to push the button and then pull it all the way out. So we actually cut them in half the model of them and just made them where they don't click in. They just slide in and they get gravity holds them in and they work so much better. So we do a lot of testing, but I really like the battery holders. Those are nice because I struggle with what to do with all the batteries. Really That's cool. incredible. He just prints it right there when he's playing yeah. games. Yeah, look at the here's here's y'all slide for everybody's watching. There's all there's his filament collection there. It's Jesus. All the different colors. So he has one, two, three, four, five. He has like 15, 20 on hand. And uh he's making um golf tees right now for an indoor golf facility. And they're little spiral little things. And the guy told us he's like, I'm paying over a dollar a piece for these things. And when people hit them with the driver, they break within two or three times. So Cameron was like, he goes, you think you can make them cheaper than that? Cameron went straight home and started investigating different types of filament and um, making some prototypes. And he made one that is, it's almost one of those problems you hear about in industry. He yeah. made something that was impossible to break. So he made one that he knew when he sold these, that he would, these would never break. And they haven't, they've been using them now for like a month or two. And they're still, no one's broken one, but before they were breaking apart because they were like a poured plastic. Yeah. These are like a. These are like a silicone that you cannot pull apart. I was looking to see if we have. Hey, is he, uh, is, is he selling them for less than a buck or a little bit more? Uh, he did sell them for less. I think he, I think they were 70 cents each. Cause he wanted the whole reason why he came to Cameron was he was wanting them to be less than a dollar. Yeah. But, so he did 70 cents and made a batch of them. I think he made like, say like $50 worth of them somewhere around that range. And the, he Venmoed Cameron and he delivered him in a Ziploc bag. And it's really good experience for Cameron to say, this is what you made. This is how much you made. You know, he, the filament cost him like 20 some dollars, for example. So he only made like 20, but he did that while he was sleeping. <laughs> you know? no, no, I was just, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, it's... He, he printed overnight and the next morning it was ready. So it's a really cool way of, it's like he has a factory underneath his bed downstairs and he's able to see, um, and he's, he's taken, the guy told me he's taken it to a couple of golf courses and he might start doing more orders with them. So it's kind of cool. It's a whole no, different business enterprise for Cameron. It's kind of cool. That's amazing. Money yeah, while you amazing. sleep. 
Yeah, it's so this this is an indoor driving range, and the problem is you can't use a tee because there's a screen. In the screen, when you hit the ball, the technology they use it's called a track man, and it's it's the same technology the military uses to track missiles. And this is a tracking, and it actually tracks the ball when the person hits it, and it tells exactly the everything about the ball, like beyond what you we'd ever even could list out. And from that, it knows exactly where the ball would go, like you were on a golf course. So there's a projector screen that shows where the ball goes. Well, the problem is when people use real tees, the tees hit the screen, they hit uh. the projection screen. So he needs like a tee that's really soft. So it's just like a circle spiral that sets down and it doesn't matter if it's the screen. So it's, it's pretty cool. So they have two of those indoor and when it's raining, they're just swamped because people still like the colleges practice there the golf, the local college. And wow. there's a lot of, it's a, it's just pretty much like a real driving range, except you're just not outside. That's pretty cool. That's wicked. It's pretty, pretty cool stuff. So that's holy a, crap. It's neat. I'm learning a lot through Cameron. He's in a whole different industry that I don't even part of. It's kind of cool. Dude, you're going to be working for him soon. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll I'll hang my hat up in two years and just work for him. I'm okay with that. <laughs> the only thing I have to do is record Show every up. Monday night at five thirty yeah. the podcast. I'll be like, Cameron, can I get off? I got the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Right now is the time that Jason would be like, "Voice, uh, I, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go." I got to go put Leo down. I hear him. Yeah. Leo would be on with us right now. Yes. Yes. Leo would be showing up. He'd be showing up. Actually, actually, I got to kind of cut loose. I got uh, uh, a wedge salad waiting for me. Oh, do you? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> we, what, uh, what's our plan? Our plan? Well, next, next Monday will be all three of us as long as I can connect on vacation, yep. right? Okay, and, cool. I'll have a backup computer, hopefully, down in the basement with some decent internet. So I'm going to be testing everything this weekend. I should be no problem. Yeah, when you get your your when you're in your MacBook, just run a speed test and make sure you've got it. You'll you should be improved if anything. Yeah, I might have good. to run to the store to get a, a C2 Ethernet because I love running Ethernet. Yeah, okay. um, that's that's what. Um, Actually, that's what this is. I don't know if uh, you can. Can you see that? Yep. That this is a C. That's what Cameron has, and I plugged it in a minute ago when it was a little jittery. He he runs this to his Xbox. Um, yeah. There's a there's an eight and one. You might want to just look on Amazon. That's the yep. best place to get them. There's an eight and one, and it has USB ports. It has uh, SD every type of card reader, and this these are like these are less than like thirty forty dollars. Yeah, it. and it has Ethernet on it too, yep. so which is good. Because there's no way to get it on a laptop without it. That Apple's like, what? What's Ethernet? What's Cat Five? We don't know. I but, could have gotten it if I got a desktop. Mm, yeah, but this works great. It's USB C, like you said. Yeah, to Ethernet and it works great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not worried about it. I can always run to Best Buy. They get everything there. Yeah, that's yeah. where I got my keyboard and my mouse. Jason told me, gave me the links for them. Yeah, that's sweet. That yeah, sweet. So what else do we have to do when we normally do? We do anything differently? We say like, we give out the lottery numbers. What do we do? Yeah. What do, what do we do at the end? I don't know. Uh, well, I think Jason first says that he's got to go. His kids are in the room. So they were there. And then. And Leo tells me I'm a baby. Yeah. Leo says you're a baby. And, yeah. Uh, and then we're, and then he's like, 
And then we just say, I guess so we just go. Is, it, is yeah, that what we do? We just go? Oh, we have to say um, we're better than the uh, off the cut podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's part of it, too. That's part yeah. of it, too. Um, <laughs> and thank do we and, say that and thank everybody for listening and yes, don't forget you. if you like this please leave a good review on apple for us and spotify yes yes, yes. every once in a while I look out there and i don't think i've seen any new ones in a while i look out yeah. there to see if people are because it's not something we remember um but if you have something like not nice to say don't do the review that's what i say and i and i also say it's my opinion, and I know I'm right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. It's my opinion, but I don't see anything wrong with it. No, I mean, it is my opinion, but I think I'm right. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Too cool, brother. That's awesome. Well, um, I guess we will hopefully have all three of us next week, and we'll be back on track. And we didn't do a topic tonight because I think we had to catch up. But I, yeah. I'm not going to say. I think next week might be a user question um, topic, but we'll we'll wait and see. But I look forward to all three of us being back together, and I'm thankful for everybody who listened. And hopefully, you got something out of today. And I'm glad we were able to catch up and all that. And Ronnie, I'm coming to see you for some half inch plywood. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have a sale, <laughs> half off. Half off. <laughs> All, All right, right, everybody. Thank right. you for listening. Thanks. <laughs>